Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As we will probably say every day this month, happy yeah. pride. Hello. Happy pride. <laughs> Hi, gay. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> uh, it's a happy, happy month, I'm assuming, I hope, I think, yeah, I believe. Yeah. We are recording on the first of gay, and it is the second of gay now. Yes. Um, I, I shared this, like, tiny clip because I realized, because I, I was like, why do I have in my head, it's June, and that means it's Pride Month, baby. Like, it, that's always in my head. And I'm like, oh, it's because that's a, <laughs> yeah. like a literal line from a thing that I've A literal written. line from a show that may or may not be coming very soon. It's coming very soon, but I just cracked up because I was like. It's busting out all over. It's, it's busting at the seams, like when you break the little biscuit can. Yeah, where I put on jeans literally any day. Listen, it's the year of our Lord, and we're into high-waisted things. And if it's not high-waisted, it's going yeah. below my belly. Yeah. That's just what it's going to yeah. do. Oh, no, it's high-waisted. It's happening yeah. every time. But I will be wearing a crop top with it. It is law. I was going to say, speaking of crop tops, that has nothing to do. That's not even a real segue <laughs> for what I'm getting into. Just just like Arthur Miller wanted. Just like the, you know, Arthur Miller was probably a fan of crop tops, let's be frank. I bet. I'd put that on a bumper sticker. Arthur Miller was yeah. a fan of crop tops. <laughs> because Crop top king, Arthur Miller. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, uh, mm. so the top story for today comes from the critically acclaimed West End production of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman. So they've just announced that the production will move into Broadway's Hudson Theater for 17 weeks starting this fall, beginning September 19th. So they've got their theater on lock. It's perfect location yeah, for this show. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and then September 19th. So tickets will go on sale to the general public a little bit before that if you're with Audience Rewards, American Express, of course. But for general public, June 11th, Saturday, the day before the Tony Awards at 10 a.m., fire up your browsers because that's when you can get a ticket to Death of a Salesman. Um, the stars, uh, it stars current Tony nominee Sharon D. Clark. Sharon is nominated right now for Damn Carolina right. Change. Hello. Um, and then Wendell yeah. Pierce is still attached to the production. So it's the same group uh, with direct by 2022 Tony nominee Marianne Elliott. So yeah, just saying, it's a thing. Neon galore. She, yeah. Oh, ooh, wait. Is there? Wait. Is there, I don't, there I don't neon think they, boxes? I, I don't think there's one? neon boxes in Death of a Salesman. Okay. Well, I believe it. I have seen productions from Elliott and Harper, and I do not recall any neon in that situation. Fair enough. But um, yeah. So we've been anticipating an announcement for that. That I think this is the second fall announcement that has a theater that has uh, a date. Um, this so in piano lesson, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. plays, plays have a home. We're plays, waiting on yeah. almost famous. We're waiting on Sing Street, even though that won't be the Maybe. fall. That would be in the spring. Um, I believe Ohio Suffs will be the spring. Situation Suffs. Yeah. Seventeen seventy six. Like there's just a lot. We've got a lot good coming. I am. Um, I'm glad for this transfer. If only yeah. to get to see Sharon D. Clark again, who. Mm. Chef's kiss, chef's Belongs kiss, and on also, the stage. oh, absolutely, always, and also just a return trip to the Hudson because it's been a really long time since I've you been. Didn't see since Plaza I didn't, Suite? I didn't see Plaza Suite because I 
did not want to do that. Yeah, but it's expensive in three hours, or like three acts and a billion hours and a billion dollars. And who has the time? (laughs) She said it. It really is. And she's not lying about that. I was at opening night. I was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. this is is an investment of the time and soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for me. It's not for me. I'm happy for anyone who enjoyed it, but they did not mount that revival with me in mind. (laughs) That's okay. They don't need to consider my feelings. I've got 17 Sondheims coming. You really do. So speaking of literally Plaza Suite and some other shows, so Broadway Grosses have just been announced for this past week and spiking up are the Tony nominations. Um, Their influence is uh, absolutely there because A Strange Loop played at 92% capacity last week. Good. That's thick. That's yeah. a that's <laughs> a, a thick, thick capacity, attendance, yeah. which I mean I'm thrilled about, right? So Hades Town yeah. played to a hundred percent capacity in Andre DeShield's final week of Hermes. Of mm. course, that's no shock to me at all. Um, the Music Man played to uh, its capacity as well, but that's no surprise to us. I just wanted to shout out the fact that like Hades Town has kind of been in the middle of all this, and the fact that they're at a hundred percent for Andre's um, last was is kind of like didoy. Yeah. Yeah, but many performers took their final bow because three productions played their final performances on May 29th. That's The Skin of Our Teeth, Birthday Candles, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, the final week of The Skin of Our Teeth saw about a 23% increase. They were playing to 66% capacity, grossing 289000 which was higher than them what they'd been. I, yeah. you know, I went to see it last week, and my little dinosaur plant is growing right now. Thank you. Oh, my you. God. I didn't <laughs> know that existed. I obviously knew about the dinosaur. Sorry, but I didn't know about the little planters that they had. Um, and I'm really sad I don't have one. I am also very sad I didn't get to see the show in general. It just did not happen for me since I had COVID for so long and then was playing caretaker. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they at least saw an increase in this final week here. It's going to be one of those things that I'm going to keep talking about as, wow, I really wish more people had been there to see it. Yeah. Because especially Gabby Bean's performance, I think. Gabby Bean's. I, I can't unsee or unhear her doing an Artha kit. Um, oh my god. I, I used to say this for Amber Gray. After seeing Gabby Beans, I was like, I want to straight play Gabby Beans. I don't know if she sings, so I'm not mm. going to just throw that out there, but I think a, a straight play of her giving Eartha would be, oh my god. Anyways, um, <laughs> so a few more COVID cancellations happened, right? So Aladdin grossed 841000 with a bump to a 97% capacity, even though they lost two shows. Mm. Um, but speaking of Billy Crystal, which I always am. Of course, yeah. Uh, Mr. Saturday Night played mm. only four performances last week because Billy tested positive for COVID-19. I know! Uh, and yeah, and they were only playing to 63% capacity then for that week, grossing mm-hmm. 396,000. But they had already planned, like, he had already had an out, a pre planned hiatus until June yeah. 7th. So that's leaving one week before the Tony Awards. This is a long hiatus for, for this time. A little you know? bit. Yeah. Especially right before the Tonys. <sighs> that's, that's a very hard time to take such a big gap. Is he doing all right? Have you two talked lately? No, we've not. But uh, I actually am very good friends with yeah. um, a hair designer on the show. So oh, I've of been course. <laughs> of course, I should have known. Uh, because I'm like, hey, um, can you like make sure everything's okay? <laughs> <for me?" laughs> As if hey, he has anything to do with it. Put him in a bubble, please. Yeah. We love the Tony bumps here. And of course, as we've already talked about Andre DeShields this week leaving, um, love to see that 100 percent capacity because 
certainly needed to go out with a full house. And it's not surprising that he did. Yeah, it makes sense. And again, like a lot of people have chimed in, especially on TikTok, like, hey, who's the new Hermes? Like, we haven't had an announcement. If you look in the program, in the playbill, there is no headshot or anything listed. It doesn't even have Hermes on the playbill. Um, So they've removed all of that information because I think they're going to either have a big announcement or they're just going to say, hey, Trent Saunders, it's your time. T. Oliver Reed, it's your time. Um, It it just, it depends. So I, I don't know anything that's not me like <laughs> I know, or something. Yeah. <laughs> i'm just like genuinely like i i thought you know it made sense a while back i'd said this on the show that chris sullivan should just jump in because yeah. this is us will have wrapped it would make sense to say like okay we're bringing in an og i think that that would be interesting because they're in this i'll, I'll cite kate kate ranking for this on tiktok she said um they might follow the hamilton model which is that they won't like stunt cast they'll just like pull from like a tour they'll pull from mm-hmm. you know somewhere else uh within the company um, and keeping it true to the the form of the show and not like, you know, subbing in somebody from TV or something so soon. So mm. I'm, I'm curious about it, but um, I don't know how we got there from grosses, but I had to say it. I had to say That's it. fine. That's fine. I'm glad we got there. Yeah. So over off Broadway at Manhattan Theater Co- Club, uh, Golden Shield has canceled all performances through June 5th due to COVID cases in the company. Again, it's a small company, so it's no surprise to me that they don't yeah. have the, like the proper coverage to be able to do it. Um, the show is slated to run through June 12th, so that only leaves one more week to see the show. Um, I really enjoyed my time. I-, I was interested in the subject matter, definitely, and I'm glad that I went in kind of blind. Um, again, like more Asian representation, especially at Manhattan Theater Club and and so on and so forth. But I'm um, trying to catch that show uh, before it leaves if you can. So Park Avenue Armory's contemporary adaptation of Hamlet by Robert Icke, which I had, gosh, forgotten about. We talked about this eons ago. I know. Right? Um, so they've had to postpone because Leah Williams is departing the show. She had an injury on her Achilles tendon and uh, Williams was going to be replaced in the role of Gertrude by Tony winner Jennifer Ale. So previews mm-hmm. for Hamlet, originally scheduled for June 1st, now going to begin June 10th. That's only 10 days. We're fine. Uh, running yeah. through August 13th. So you'll still get to see it in the summer. Yeah, um, again, definitely. I've never gotten to go to Park Avenue Armory. You've been there before. A while ago. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to have to return for this. Absolutely. Well, if you're ready for an even shorter engagement, that absolutely piques my interest. Um, I'll find time. (laughs) Yeah. So over at Theater Row, a limited engagement of the new musical, The Magnificent Seven, about the 1996 U.S. gymnastics team at the Atlanta Olympics will begin July 7th through July 17th. That is 10 days, possibly 12 performances. Okay. Starring... My, I was going to say my girlfriend. I can't say that. This is Pride Month and people will misconstrue. Um, yeah. I love her to death. Tony nominee, Caitlin Kinnanen. Yes. Um, Livy Surveys and Allison Posner. If you don't know Allison Posner, you should, number one. Um, you, you're a fan of Sack Lunch Bunch, but you're also probably a fan of her husband, composer Eli Bolin. And Ooh. she is just hysterical. She's fantastic. I've seen her in so many concerts. Um, she's lovely and I, I can't wait to see this. I, I'm absolutely going to make it over there within that 10-day period to see the show in Theater Row. Also, it's set in Atlanta, baby. I mean, of I hope course. they're kind. I hope they're kind. <laughs> they're going to need to take your Atlanta recommendations that you tossed out on Twitter uh, on Wednesday and work them into the show, obviously. Okay, thank you um, yeah. for what Ashley is referencing is the fact that so many people are performing. Like, I've got Trading Places people, uh, yeah. you know, the musical at Alliance. I've got, you know, people in the Frozen tour. Then everyone is like, okay, you're our resident 
Georgia person. Like, yep. do you have Atlanta Rex? And I'm like, there's so much good theater and so much good food mm-hmm. in Atlanta. It's spread throughout, but I kind of consolidated for Twitter and put together a little map. So look for that if you want it. Um, oh, obviously. So getting into, I guess, shrug emoji. I didn't know how to segue there. That's cute. I like it. Okay. Today it was announced all over my feed. I'm not joking. This was literally every yeah. social media account um, was the fact that the Emojiland Nanak National Tour, uh, it's their first national tour, by the way, will be playing one stop this weekend. They had previously announced this big national tour. The producers of Emojiland, the musical, said that it will close after opening in Columbus, Ohio this weekend. The production will now play a special event performance on June 4th free at 8 p.m. at the Palace Theater in Columbus, Ohio. It'll be filmed for a live capture. There are free tickets available at Mojoland.com. What? This sucks. <laughs> it is straight up sucks. I, I feel so badly for everybody that is working on this show and in this cast um, to kind of have this happen like this. Because from what I, my understanding here is that a lot of the venue staff knew that this was coming, that tickets yes. weren't selling, and they were first to know before the cast did. But they were and also blaming COVID. Like, that's what of the, course, the discourse of course. has been saying that, like, oh, the producer's saying, like, oh, oh because no, of COVID the unfortun- and all this yeah, stuff. The, the unfortunate situation of COVID. It's like, you have no. these numbers, though. You can see when things are Aren't selling or not. And honest, I mean, this is a hard show to sell on the road for the, per- the, the, the fact that a lot of people are drawn to established properties and yeah. something like Emoji Land is going to be a hard sell because the people going to shows at a lot of these tour stops might not be of the demographic who would be drawn in by a show about emojis. It is a really hard sell. And then for the, you know, producers and everybody to kind of not pay attention to the numbers and literally go into tech um, and then have to cancel an entire tour except for a free performance. <laughs> really awful across the board. I'm just sorry. I hope everybody that's in the cast and that is working on the creative side of the show bounces back into new jobs as quickly as possible. Yeah, it was a really long, like, I watched the entire casting process because it was on TikTok. Yeah, it they took tried forever. To, yeah, they tried to do a kind of, like, a viral thing, and, and mm-hmm. a lot of people were, I, I just saw, like, notably, like, kind of turned off by the experiment because it was yeah. just, like, people exploiting other people for free publicity, which yep. I'm like, I, I knew this is going to be the the thing that we get into as, as things kick off. Like, the Muni absolutely benefited from the Legally Blonde TikTok uh, like, dance definitely. call of it, but that wasn't the Muni's thing. Like, they yep. did not say, you have to upload a video of yourself and we're going to feature all this oh, stuff. Like, yeah. It just so happened that creator, because that's how, that's how organic social media should work, is like, it's the creator's yep. choice and the creator's like, to put that stuff out there but then once a property says we're going to use you for this it, it starts to uh, kind of like snowball into some other things um, yeah. that is was kind of the, the difficult part for me watching it but mm-hmm. the second part was that like 
I'm concerned with the whole like live capture part of this because if these are non-equity yeah. actors, they They're don't have anything in writing. Not only do they not get paid, but they, I don't know that there's anything in writing to say that they can't just use like the Mojolan as a property can't use this yeah. as free advertisement for them for years yeah, to yeah, come, yeah. and then they don't see yeah, a dollar of it. That's yeah. that's my concern. Is like we're again saying like okay, do this for us like one last Tehran. Of course, they're going to put their all into it, and then these yeah. other people benefit. So I just ugh, it's it feels bad. Slimy emoji. Yep, squeaky. <laughs> yeah, barfing emoji. I don't know. I just want it, but you're right. At the end of the day, we want everyone to be well taken care of and safe and, and the cast, crew, creatives, everybody. I care about <laughs> anyone in the arts right now. Yeah, I want absolutely. the best for them. That's Always. not me, you know, coming down. So that being said, finally, let's talk about this month's Pride concerts and happenings because there's some let's good things happening. So the Pride lineup for Playbill and Times Square Alliance uh, is obviously we've all seen the gorgeous programs, the playbills that have been in Times Square that Playbill put up. They're fantastic. Shout out to Len, like everyone over at Playbill for for their work there because now they've converted them into the classic Playbill pride designs, which were first, if yeah. you didn't know this, readers were first designed by Robbie Rizal himself. <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thrilled to see those turnover, but that also means that they're going to be LGBTQIA nonprofits, special Times Square business promotions, um, a weekend long event centered around NYC Pride Weekend in Times Square. That's between 45th and 47th Street, right in the heart of Broadway. So if you're in between shows, just literally walk on over. Head on over. There's going to be a community Pride Day June 24th at the Alley Center, um, Austin Arts Project GLAD, the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, along with the New York City Gay Men's Choir, um, a chorus and bow in concert. And and then there will be panel discussions on June 25th featuring a strange loop, audible pride, sing-along concerts for Head Over Heels, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, Kinky Boots, Taboo, and The Prom. Now, I'm yes, going to say something nice, very nice. specific Okay, here we go. <laughs> about Hedwig. I have inside knowledge. That's all I'm going to say. I have some inside knowledge. I will be there. And, 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 perhaps, wink, wink, nod, nod, Stephen Treskin, Mason Alexander Park. Oh, Oh, what? I was going to say, would someone be there who happens to have a concert at the very next day? (laughs) The very next day, babe. (laughs) At, uh, oh, gosh, a Chelsea table and stage? Is that what it is? Chelsea table, yeah. Okay, well, uh, yeah. If you you got to be there. Yeah. It's the gayest end to that <laughs> month, and I will be <laughs> at everything. So a number of artists will perform at the Pride uh, Piano Bar. You know, it's just going to be a fantastic weekend. So please make sure Love. that you have all of that on your radar because this is great. Like, even uh, performances with artists like J.J. Malley. I don't know if you follow them yep. on TikTok or anything. Yes, uh, their content is fantastic. Um, I'm obsessed with them. And Joey Contreras, there's a lot going on. Fun home sing-along, please. Of <laughs> okay. course, of course. Yeah, I can't wait to weep in public singing Telephone Wire. Good times. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Good get in the car. Cries. The sapphics, we love to cry. <laughs> oh, finally, we have a feel-good recommendation because all of that made us feel very good. Um, yeah. You can check out Bill T. Jones's extraordinary choreography um, with this Paradise Square clip that Matt so lovingly shared with me, which I didn't realize like was released today, but they were released kind of like a music video, um, kind of inside look at Turn My Life Around. It's so good. There are mm. such great um, showstopper numbers in this show, and and I'm glad that we have like a little capture of that. Most so make sure that you check that out. I hope I can actually get to Paradise Square soon. It's been a Down journey. Paradise Square. <laughs> 
That's the song. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. I hope it sounds just like that. Uh, I had to reschedule it like 16 times so far, either with my COVID or their COVID or me being out of town. And now it's just like up in the air. But I want to see that choreography and I want to see Jakina Kalakongo. Come on. There's never a day that goes by where I don't say all of those things. I know. <laughs> I know. It's unfair. Uh, it's taking this long. It's true. Well, on that note, thank you so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And you can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Two more things. Uh, first of all, oh. go to sheNYCarts.org oh, and buy your tickets <laughs> now for To Free a Mockingbird by One Grace Aki. Uh, and also, we're apparently getting some fun news oh. tomorrow that we're not allowed to talk about yet because there's an embargo but uh yeah tune in tomorrow at 9 30 right now it's just you and me and i guess the sky it's you and me in the sky and i think yeah. that you know we'll be taking a trip somewhere yeah. sometime soon get your plane tickets all right Off well we go. uh on that <laughs> have a good one <laughs> <laughs>